Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Love, Real Estate, conversations with Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. We hope everybody had a good 4th of July, Independence Day. Uh, it wasn't the best of weather. I felt it was no. more like Memorial Weekend than it, than it was actually the 4th of July. It was kind of strange. Um, but nonetheless, we are lucky to be living where we live and have our independence and freedom. Um, today, we wanted to talk about healthy habits. Um, it's summertime and everybody wants to get that fit body. Uh, changing your habits always makes huge impacts in your life. And um, I, we're not going to sit here and preach. We're actually going to talk about what we're doing to have healthy habits and change healthy habits. So I know that Costa has uh, given up coffee. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about about when you give things up, how the body reacts, how the mind reacts, and um, I don't know, no, why, don't we, uh, why don't we get started? So, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling not bad. Had a nice dinner last night, had some drinks, and didn't have too many drinks, but it's, it, it's weird because I came off 75 hard, Yeah. Um, which was, I mean, I think it was May when I finished it up, uh, but that was like no alcohol for like 75 days, then like since then there hasn't been really too many times I've gotten out and gone drinking. So definitely now, and especially if I have like a full drink, definitely feel the effects a little faster, which is fun and interesting at the same time too. But I like to enjoy, I, I had, I forget what I had. I had two drinks, but, um, bartender definitely made them strong, which definitely helped a little bit feeling the side effects this morning, but still managed to get the workout in, which is, I guess, a tribute to healthy habits at the same time too. You still gotta, even if you're hungover, you gotta get up the next morning, go to the gym or, if it's a gym day, at least go. I know where I go, they have a steam room as well. So that comes in handy to definitely yeah. sweat out anything that comes in there. But in terms of the, and also, as you were saying before, the caffeine, no, no coffee, no caffeine, no monsters. I just, I woke up, I was actually sick the other week and then I was just mm -hmm. not feeling, I was feeling lousy. I, I don't know what it was, but I didn't want caffeine in the morning anyways. I felt like crap. I was like, I'm already have a pounding headache. I don't need any caffeine. Like, plus I could, sit down and do nothing all day. I don't need the boost of caffeine to do it. So I was like, right. you know what? I wanted to quit caffeine for a bit, at least for a, a little bit, just to see the effects of it and see if it made any differences. And the funny thing is it's um, tough to tell whether it was the sickness that caused the side effects or the actual quitting of caffeine, yeah. which is at the same time too. But I kind of distinguished the side effects is when I stopped drinking caffeine the next day, I noticed I went from like, I think I had some sort of stomach bug or something like that in terms of why I was sick. But then when I didn't drink caffeine. I noticed the next day, all of a sudden, headache, pounding, terrible. It was the worst pressure in the back of my head. I felt dizzy, felt terrible. It was like sleeping all day. And usually, like even the days prior to that, when I, I was drinking coffee and I was sick, I was still just like moving around a little bit, just like relaxing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping all day. But when I stopped the caffeine, it was like the next day, I was like literally sleeping the entire day. Just so easy to fall asleep. And then that was probably, I think that's two weeks ago, like two and a half, it was two Sundays ago I stopped. So we're going on the third week now. So I'll probably go for the end of the month or something like that. Yeah. See what happens. See how your body feels. It's amazing. Um, when we clean out our bodies and we reintroduce stuff, it's, it doesn't feel that it doesn't, doesn't feel good. Um, so it's so important to, to be aware of that, to see what you're eating, you know, well, let's back that up a little bit. It's not even just what you're eating. It's how you're thinking. It's who you're hanging around with. All of those things are we're ingesting into our systems. So cleaning out all of that toxicity 
put you in a little bit of withdrawal. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely had some withdrawal. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that's thinking to do it, it's definitely an interesting thing. I've been drinking coffee. I don't even know how long. I think my mom was saying too, like when she got pregnant, she didn't drink coffee before, but when she got pregnant with me, all of a sudden she started drinking coffee. So apparently I'm just a coffee fiend from day one. You were doomed. You were doomed, doomed in yeah. the womb. I know. I like caffeine. I like just like that boost. But if anybody's thinking of doing it, you'll definitely, and if you, I've been drinking it for like, I don't even know, try to put a date on it, but 10 years probably consistent every day, mm -hmm. especially in the last five, six years every day, two, one coffee, maybe sort of energy drink after that. And then, um, if you're thinking of doing it, just be prepared for some headaches, kind of try to plan it out as best as possible. Hopefully you don't have a big work deadline that you're going to do it. That's right. probably not the best thing to do. Um, maybe if you're sick, try it out. Cause it's like, Hey, you don't need the caffeine. You're, you're sick anyway. So screw the caffeine for a bit, but it's getting better right now. So I, I definitely am feeling a little bit better. I want to say the headaches are gone. Those mm -hmm. are gone after three, four days. So it was definitely crazy to see, as you said before, the withdrawal is not insane to actually be like, all right, well, this is what withdrawal on like a mineral scale feels like. Right. Imagine if, yeah, something bigger. And you know what? It's also, I think that's when, um, people start to feel bad. So they don't, they don't cross the finish line. They stop before they start to feel better. So it's so important just to stay the course because there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um, I decided uh, I, I've been spending time on the Cape, as you know, and you've been covering me here in Boston, which is awesome. And I, uh, I joined this boot camp, and i usually not into group exercises, and I'm not into, you know, you know 10 more. You know, they, you have to hold a position for how many seconds, and then they right. lose track of the time. Oh, my God, it annoys me so much. Um, so I wasn't fully in, engaged or excited to do it, but I went anyway. I went with a friend of mine, and oh, my God, I love it. It's outdoors. It's on a field. This woman, Allie, and she only needs to go by her first name. She's like Madonna or Cher. <laughs> <laughs> you just say Pete Town Boot Camp, and somebody says, oh, my God, Allie. She's phenomenal. So anybody out there, definitely go and check it out. She's there on Saturdays and Sundays. She does privates, um, and it is an unbelievable workout. And I don't know what it is about her, but it's almost like your muscles are getting nourishment. You feel such a good tired when you leave, and I've been doing it for a number of weeks, and I haven't been injured once. Um, so that was, that's one of the healthy habits I wanted to try to get back into. I used to, pre-COVID, I was pretty uh, routine in my exercise and my diet. Um, I started uh, working out with a trainer in 2013, and I'm going to do a shout-out to Mark Anderson, too, um, at Mark Anderson Wellness. He was fantastic. And um, in COVID, you know, I made it a good way through, but then towards the end, I put on probably 10 or 15 pounds that definitely needs to come off. And it's not coming off very easily, I must <laughs> say that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay the course. Um, and then Allie's assistant, uh, uh, Paul, uh, was um, starting a nutrition uh, consulting. So I signed up for that for a 90-day uh, nutrition consulting. So I'm in the third week. And it's... Um, looking at habits, it's looking at what you do, it's looking at the emotions around eating, and this next, our next uh, meeting is about kind of the, the science of food, which I'm going to be really interested in. You know, how everything works in your system, how much protein should you have, how much carbs should you have. There's so many different diets, you kind of lose track and uh, on what's going to work. Right. Um, so this will be interesting to figure out kind of the scientific background of food and how it reacts it reacts differently with everybody's body but how it reacts with mine um and paul also had us doing uh 
actually looking at our habits. We had to do a habit tracker. Normally, I don't like things like that yeah, either. Yeah, neither do I, but... I don't. But it was interesting. And fortunately, I had a lot of good habits. Yeah. Um, one of them um, was... Uh, well, one that I didn't have that I am going to do is um, getting a little alarm half an hour before you go to bed. So you're off all of your electronics, no TV, no internet, no work. Um, and it helps you get into a deeper sleep more quickly. Um, and I've noticed that that actually works. I pretty much wake up at 5.30 every morning anyway, um, but I have an alarm that will wake me up at six if I'm not up yet. And he, it's, uh, it's called a, a fitness tracker. So you, you plug in um, you know, how much water you're having, what you're eating, what your calories are. Is it MyFitnessPal? Oh, that's what it is, yeah. MyFitnessPal. Yeah, 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 it's oh, yeah. really good. Oh, I'm, I'm used to having MyFitnessPal for like, Six, seven, eight years. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm late to the game. See, I'm late to the party, but I. It's good. No, it's good. It's really good. good. Um, and to, just to keep track of that, 64 ounces of water, I think I'm supposed to do every day. And I can tell a difference in my skin. I can tell a difference in the yeah. way that I feel. Um, and he's got. Uh, uh, maybe I can talk about this next time because I don't have all of the information in front of me. He ordered a bunch of supplements and bee pollen and probiotics and all of this stuff to help stimulate um, the digestive system. So I start that on, on Friday. So it's fun to have something like that to focus on and to, you can do anything for 90 days, right? Yeah, and, well, and his whole approach sure. is that it has to be sustainable. You know, some of these diets, it's, it's okay to do it and, you know, get the weight off, but then can you keep the weight off? And what's it actually doing to your body? I mean, no carbs, that's, that's not sustainable. And it's also not healthy. Our brain needs carbs in order to function properly um yeah so yeah so that's going to be my next uh, that's going to be my my uh task for the summer is to take off 15 pounds have a healthy diet and get back into a routine it's so easy to get out of those habits oh, just yeah, you know for sure pick up a, a sandwich or you know pick up something at, at the takeout and it's you know i'm much better and my body feels much better when i'm actually making a smoothie in the morning easily digested you know do my workout in the morning um i started uh doing 15 minutes of stretching which i hate stretching i'm so no, tight I'm not a fan of um but wow just 15 minutes what a difference it makes yeah. huge 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 difference in how the body feels and um how you feel after you work out for sure a couple different things there too i've kind of had my whole stunt with i did a video actually on youtube about it but I lost about in high school, I think it was junior year, was it? Lost about, went from like 246, I was like 250 maybe, to like 180 was my lowest, like That's 178. Amazing. And then, yeah, it was crazy. And then, like, now I hover like 180 to 200. This depends, but I, I've tried everything in terms of the diets. Like, really, like, when I get focused and fixated on something, I, it's insane. Like, I'll watch countless YouTube videos. And I really found like a true, like, passion kind of like, with the whole health and fitness mm -hmm. um, community space in terms of creators in that space and just dieting and exercise and just health in general. Um, one thing I was gonna say too is the book, you mentioned two things about sleeping and eating, but the 30 minutes before bed is definitely, I read a book called Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. Mm -hmm. He also has a podcast called The Model Health Show. And it's like the top health and fitness podcast, I believe it still is. And he does, he wrote the book Sleep Smarter and Eat Smarter, um, which are two amazing books. I have both of them if you're want books on sleeping and eating those are two of the best books you can mm. get he's amazing and he definitely i took like a 
14 day sleep challenge too, which was like, no, uh, he has a little journey. You read the book and then at the end it's like, all right, here's like their 14 day quick start. Mm -hmm. And it's like each day gets longer and longer and different things, but starts with like 30 minutes, no screens. And then like do that for a couple of days and it's an hour then an hour yeah. and a half. So I did that for 14 days. This whole, I won't give away the secret. It's not really a secret, but I won't give away the thing. You should definitely go get that book. Um, sleep smarter by Sean Stevenson. And it's a pretty cool like transformation. You see like you, blue light glasses too. I don't know if uh, you've heard of those, but blue light have, yeah. glasses are great. I started using those and I, I also have a, uh, if you're watching this on video format, I have a, a whoop bracelet which uh, tracks your sleep and a bunch of different things, which is a good thing to do. I don't know if you've ever saw those. No, but I haven't done that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just um, the founder, uh, I think it's his name is Will Ahmed, or I think that's how you say his last name. I'm pretty sure he went to Harvard and he's, Whoop is located in Boston. Um, so it's definitely a cool thing to like definitely see the data behind your thing so you can be like, all right, I, I went out and drank for had drinks last night. How did that affect my sleep? Yeah. And literally, do you know, it affected my sleep last night, even though it wasn't like extent like all night partying, but like even a little bit of alcohol. The key is to, they say, try to stop drinking three hours before bed if you're drinking mm -hmm. alcohol because it messes with your sleep. And people like to say, hey, like, oh, I drink, I sleep like a baby, and like I'm out cold. Well, it's like, yeah, you're out cold, but your body's not actually going through the, the sleep stages. That's right. And you notice that definitely with the whoop, like my friends who have it now who got over, I was like, yeah, every time I do that, it's like terrible recovery. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, you mentioned um, about getting off track of habits. Um, and that's definitely a huge thing I struggle with. Like I'm, I usually like get on track for a little bit. And then like, for me, it's like kind of like all or nothing a lot of the times, which is not good, but like, hey. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just like, what? I, it's hard. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day too um, about being like, how I'm just like, all right, I'm either all in or not. And it's like, for me, it's like, if I'm sticking to my routine, it's good. And as soon as I have somebody that, or something comes up sometimes that knocks me off track, like I, I like to stick to, and I perform best when I'm like, all right, this is my bedtime, no screens before bed, no this, journal before bed and get up early, whatever time early is. And that's another big thing too about sleeping is like, it doesn't really matter what time you get up in the morning, it, it's what time is, is best for your body. Cause it's like, right. just because you get up at 5 a.m. doesn't really, matter I, I i tried everything i got i've been getting up at i 4 45 i tried five o'clock six six thirty earlier days it was more like 10 11 depending on that but it's just um you have to find out what works best for your body everybody wants to like oh what time does every oh what look at people's routines oh what time would you what time, what time do you get up right. or like what time does this athlete get up or what do you do and it's like anybody that's like in the sleep community in terms of health and fitness is like it doesn't really matter and sleep is super important oh yeah it's like the i I love to sleep. I used to like more now. Now it's like, all right, I get up early, but definitely enjoy a good night's rest. And it's, I think somebody was talking about too, as well. It's like, you look at a lot of these rock stars and musicians who are like in their fifties, but look terrible. Their skin's mm -hmm. like terrible faded. They look like crap. Um, not doesn't drop any names, but you know, when you see those celebrities, you're like, oh, they're only 50, 60. And they're like, look terrible. Um, yeah. and it's because they didn't sleep. There's been all night. No partying. sleeping and, and hydration. Yeah. Um, Hydration's huge. Yeah. So how did you lose all that weight? It was a combination of, of different things. And this is the big issue I have with a lot of things. It's like, all right, you do something, you're like, how do you know that this was actually the catalyst if you did it? Because if you lose weight, how do you know it wasn't the extra exercise that made the calorie, that mm -hmm. made you lose weight? How do you know it wasn't the lower calories you're eating? How, what if it was the better food I was eating? And this really goes to anything in terms of, you can relate to it. When people talk about anything, it's like, all right, how do you know that this is the reason why you're feeling like crappy? How do you know that this is the reason? And it's like, 
it's tough unless you're tracking it specifically. Like, okay, like I took this out and then this happened. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend tracking it. Even if it's a pain in the ass, I hate tracking it. I just like, I just like to do it. What I need to do, do it. I don't like to micromanage and, and do that things. So I just like to right. do it. Um, but to give kind of an answer to this, and this is debated differently, but I would say I never really ate bad food necessarily. I wasn't a candy person. I wasn't like that. I played three sports my entire life, except for like the two last years of high school. I played, I didn't play basketball, but um, I think the main thing was what I did is definitely just eat less Mm -hmm. was the main thing. And I'm hesitant to say that because it's like, not hesitant, but a lot of people want to attribute weight loss to different things. Oh, like eating healthier and then like lower cal and you got to eat healthier and then you're going to lose weight. But at the end of the day, really what it comes down to is calories in versus calories out. It's science at the same time, but it depends on the calories you're definitely taking in matter. Cause if you're eating say if you need to eat 2000 calories too, I'm sure like the nutritionist, it helps if you have somebody to keep you accountable, just, but just for me, got my fitness pal, figured out my calories, say it was two, 2000 is an easy number to do, but like say you needed to eat 2000 calories to lose weight. It's like, for me, what I did is just try to eat kind of better food at 2000 calories. But again, I kind of lost some weight just eating 2000 calories while still eating not the healthiest food at the same time too. But like what I'm trying to say is it, it doesn't necessarily matter the food that you put in your body in terms of just pure weight loss. Yes. If you're eating better food, you're going to feel a lot better, healthier Mm -hmm. food. Cause the whole thing versus what is healthy food? First of all, that's a big question people have. What do you, I'm eating healthy. Well, is healthy just eating like lower calories, like a, a good diet as you're losing weight and staying fit. Cause there's a lot of people that are fit and they look great. They eat crappy food. Right. Right. And you're like, well, how do they do that? And it's like, well, a lot of people, the bodies are different. Like people gain weight easier. Mm-hmm. There's no one size fits all necessarily. It really depends on the person. Cause it's more of a mental game at the same time too. But it also depends on your body because it's tough to see. Like some people are like, how's this person eating just as much as me, but like is so skinny or like is in right. shape all the time. It's like, that makes no sense. So there are other catalysts. That's why I like to say calories do matter, but there are other factors at the same time too. And it really depends on you as a person. Um, you have to try what works best for you. I think the best place to start is definitely just cutting out if you're trying to lose weight necessarily. Cause I mean, gaining weight, some people have trouble gaining weight, which I, I don't personally understand because it's like that that used to be me when I was really young. I I mean, I it's not certainly not me now, but I I was a bean pull, and I used to love Thanksgiving because I could eat, 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 and then I'd go out and try to buy these pants I wanted, and I was still too skinny to fit into them. (laughs) I unfortunately did not have that. Yeah, I've never had that necessarily. I guess it's just body wise in terms of that. I feel like I look at food and I eat something. And just gain weight easily. Well, yeah, and our body, I, when I started in 2013, when I, I, I could not lose weight, I couldn't figure it out. And I did um, uh, a program um, with my trainer, Mark, at that point, he was with uh, the Cabral Studios. And they go at a whole holistic approach to training and eating. And I did his phase one, which was, you know, no sugar, no carbs, no booze, no, no nothing for the first 30 days. Um, I think I might have been on that for like 90 days. And still... I lost some weight, but nothing like what I should have. Um, and I, I ate a, I'll never forget this. I had, um, a a turkey salad and I could almost see my stomach expand. And I went back into Mark and I said, you're never going to believe this. But, and I thought maybe it's, maybe it's the turkey. Maybe there's something in the turkey. 
well, he said, you know, you should really get a, a food sensitivity test. So I did. And it came back that I was actually not allergic, but I was sensitive to mescaline greens, which is the spring mix. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Had some yesterday. Uh, yeah. So, and there was a few other things, but I'll focus on this one because it's a great example of you think that's very healthy. And I would say, you know, I'd, we used to go out to dinner a lot pre-COVID and I would get the side salad as opposed to the starches and it's spring mix. It's, it's mescaline greens. So all of that time, that was not right for my body. It was causing tremendous inflammation. So I cut that out and it was like, you know those commercials where uh, you put your sweaters in a bag or a blanket in a bag and you suck all the air out with yeah. your, and yep. that's, that's how my body went. I lost 40 pounds. Um, wow. Yeah, so it was, um, it was pretty amazing and I felt so different. The inflammation in my body, my, I have, uh, I was a runner for years, so my feet are bad. And um, it helped my feet, it helped my joints, it helped my brain. You're yeah. more alert. You get a little brain fog when, you, when, you're, when you're not eating the right things, when you're not um, sleeping enough. So uh, if anyone out there has had a similar situation where you feel like you're exercising, you're sleeping, you're drinking water, and you're eating healthy, good, organic foods, and you still can't lose weight, you might want to try to get a food sensitivity test. It's a and you don't have to get rid of those foods forever. I, I, I got off of that for a year, but I really only needed to do it for about six six months, six to nine months. But I figured I I just wanted to clear that up. Um, and now now I can eat it. I don't I don't have a reaction. But it also brings us to the point of everything in moderation. Right. You know, I did that all the time. One of the other things that I was uh, sensitive to was uh, crab meat. Really? Crab meat? That's it's bizarre, random. random. But I ate sushi all the time. Victor so bad. I had so many of the same foods over and over that my body just started to kind of reject them. So it's good to have a balance. And, and also when you're, when you're doing that, and, and journaling, I know you journal, I need to do more of it. I haven't been lately, unfortunately. But it's so good. It's so good oh, yeah. to emotionally journal. And also, to, it's a way to track without yeah. being you know, obsessed with what you're eating. But once you start writing and you realize you might have been feeling a certain way or a little less energy or depressed or, or, or whatever, and you're also doing a journal on your food, it's really interesting to pair them up and oh, see yeah. if there's any correlation in moods and energy levels. And 100% sure that there will be a correlation definitely um, and i and i think things like that without getting obsessed about it but it's it's a nice reinforcement when you're when you're writing something down and you're accomplishing a goal so that you're not looking at you know if i want to lose 15 pounds um i'm not this time around i'm not weighing. well i do weigh myself every day <laughs> I, I, I like to torment myself by doing that yeah <laughs> But, I used to. No, not um, I probably should get to just once a week. Um, but I'm not looking at the end result. I'm looking at each day. So I haven't taken yeah. off the weight um, and, and, and actually went up a couple pounds. But I'm doing the activities that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm back into good habits. So I'm letting go of the need for my immediate results and just focusing on if I get into these and I know they work, it will eventually come off. So I'm giving myself 90 days. Yeah. I mean, it's in terms of that, it's like you should gain some weight. A big thing too is if you, if you don't do a lot of weight training, 
or if you're just like getting back into weight training or just weight training in general, a lot of the times you'll have like a big workout, like you lifted a ton and you're dying. You're like on the floor at the end of the workout and you're like, oh, I'm going to lose a ton of weight from this workout. And the next day you go and the scale's up and yep. people are like, what the hell happened? I just did this crazy workout. Muscle like, mass. This is, this is bullshit. And it's like, that is part of it too in terms of like you are gaining muscle, which is heavier than fat. Mm-hmm. But a big thing too is when you put that much um, fatigue on your body and your muscles are uh, fatigued and they're breaking down, your body holds on to more water because it needs oh, to go repair the muscles. Yeah, so that's the reason why like when you do a big workout, that you, next day you're usually like heavier because like your muscles are broken down. They, they're holding water Oh my God, that makes repair. so much sense. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's the reason why that happens. Um, and then the tracking, the journaling is huge. I used to journal in the night usually, usually when I when I did it before in the morning, but that's kind of a habit that's got thrown off track before we, you're talking about habits and correlation. It's just like, it's tough to be perfect all the time. I wish it's I could to do it. It's tough to be perfect anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be boring, up. actually. My it mother used to always say, oh, Lisa, you don't, know, you don't want to be perfect. That would be boring. Yeah. You're right, Mom. <laughs> That's true. No, definitely don't want to be perfect. And I'm not bored at all, so I must be so far from perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not being perfect as of recently in terms of like the routine. Because it's kind of like you do the routine. The issue I find, and I'm sure many people find, is like you do the routine and you're used to doing it. You're like, oh, okay, like I, I don't need a, a journal or I don't need to track this. Like I'm used to it. I know it. And then like all of a sudden, a couple of weeks go by and you're out of fully whacked out of your oh, entire rhythm. So you're getting true. up later. And yep. so I'm like, now it's like my sleep got pushed back a little later because I've been watching a little bit more TV later at night because I just haven't, I usually in the past, like cut off the screens. Um, mm-hmm. And I still try to do that, but now like kind of wanted to just like, hey, I wanted to enjoy, like at least let myself watch like a little bit more and shows I like or just like YouTube stuff I like. Um, but that pushed my sleep back. And I noticed mm-hmm. in my sleep when I was going to bed later, now it's like I'm getting up a little bit later too. Nothing late in terms of just like crazy numbers, but later than I usually get up, later than like when I was getting up at like 5, 5.30, I'm pushing it back more like 6.37. Like I got up at 8, which is not, again, late necessarily. And so, and, but right, but that's how, that's how we slip. That's yeah. how we slip. It doesn't seem like a big deal at first, and then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa! I just lost a few more hours. It affects a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. And then, it, and you know, that's also life, though. And and so, the biggest part of that is for us to recognize and be aware of when we've gone off, and and just get back on and not yeah. beat yourself up, because that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, this journey called life. We're supposed to be learning and changing and understanding and paying attention. And so what, you know, we get off a little, you come back and get back on track. Right. It's tough though. You put a lot of pressure. I I personally like put a lot of pressure on myself because it's like, all right, if I'm not doing this, if I, if I could be doing this, I I could be doing it better. And then like, I'd get better results. Or if I, Oh, if I didn't spend this time doing that and I did more of this, then they could be better results. But then at the same time too, you got to remind yourself that, you kind of have to enjoy life at some to some extent. I mean, especially like it depends what your goals are too. It's like you see a lot of people on social media doing different things, and it looks like they're having the grand old time of their lives and not working or not doing anything. Or it's like, how are these? I, I don't know. I, no name calls, but just in general, like I see these people, like a lot of kids my age and, and older too, just like, like what are you guys doing? Like, what do, what do you guys do for like? Do you guys work or something like that? Right. I see you guys and, on vacation all the time. And imagine this. If we didn't have social media, 
how would you feel if you didn't see those people? I, I mean, it's care. really it's really important to look at that because that stuff is fake. No one's going to put up, and I, I love seeing what people are doing, and it's fun, and I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, you know, 100% for social media. Um, Same, however, yeah. we all have to keep it in perspective that anyone can look good with a smile on their face and, you yeah. know, out with a bunch of their friends, <laughs> exactly. and you really don't know that, you know, somebody just, you know, iced him or didn't say hello to him and they're actually upset. I mean, you have, you have no idea when we compare outsides. Right. All we know is how we feel inside. And that's where we have the control to change. Yep. So when we're looking at trying to be perfect or we're looking at what other people are doing, that brings us so far off our mark on what actually works for us. Because when you're able to look within and make yourself happy regardless of what's going on around you that's the not that's not the control that's the power that we have and when we have that power within us we have the power to change it we have the power to redirect we have the power to add to and we are able to be in a much more organic and authentic flow yeah. within ourselves and that's hard to do too because then you, you you look at somebody else and you compare outsides again even yeah. if it's not as much as you were doing previously you do it a little and then you get away from yourself right so it's 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 a it's fun to well maybe fun isn't the right word sometimes i think it's fun yeah because <laughs> i like to challenge myself no, but absolutely um you know to bring it back home and figure out what it is that makes you tick Yep. what makes you feel good and it goes right just like what we were saying about food people can eat muscle and greens and look fabulous and feel fantastic for me it caused me <laughs> to bloat inflame yeah. and gain weight it's crazy so we gotta we've got to have the courage in life to find out what makes us tick and then put a plan together not be crazy obsessive with it but put a plan together to see how we accomplish that Absolutely. And tweak it along the ways. We don't always need this overvamping. I think when people start, like going back to your caffeine, if it didn't, if you started to feel bad and you started to get the headaches, a lot of people would have just said, oh my God, this isn't worth it. Coffee's not that bad for me. I'm just <laughs> going to start drinking coffee again. However, your body was telling you that it's having a major reaction to caffeine. So it's a good thing to stay off of it and see how you feel. I drink a coffee too, and I, you would, I, I don't have withdrawal like that when I go off it. It's interesting. Wow. Different reactions to people's coffee. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> and coffee, I can sleep on coffee. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's not that doesn't give me that energy boost. Um, so again, everybody's body, and most people that has an effect with caffeine has that effect, but um, everybody's body is different. Everybody right. responds differently. Yeah, it's just, it, I think that why I wanted to quit caffeine too is like, at least I'm going to start drinking coffee again, probably. It's, I don't mm -hmm. know. If it's been like two and a half weeks. I'll probably go like a month without it. But then definitely interested to see how it reacts when I get back on it. But it feels yeah. like when I was drinking it, like it really didn't give me too much energy. Because it's just like I've had so much of it, so used to it. It just like kept me going, like fine. Mm -hmm. But now that um, like it was never like got to the point where it's like, all right, I have my big morning coffee and it's like my energy, I don't all of a sudden have a ton of energy, but it's like a little bit more energy so I can keep going like and like focus a little bit better. But it wasn't like, all right, here's my coffee and now I'm all like cracked out and I can right. super energetic. It was just like, just was enough to like keep it going. But when I got off it, I was like, okay, this is what it's doing. Now all of a sudden in the morning when I don't have it, I'm like, 
fatigued a little bit, tired, getting to the gyms right. a little harder. But well, that you have was adrenal what was doing. fatigue too. So that's yeah. that's a real physical situation. Right. Yeah, adrenal definitely. You want to give your body the CNS to the central nervous system system a break as well because it's so used to being stimulated. Right. They can't produce. Uh, like I forget the exact terms, but your adrenal glands can't produce energy and stuff on its own if it's constantly being stimulated by stimulants. Mm-hmm. So it's good every every so often just to get off it if you can, just to at least take a little bit of a break, let your body kind of relax in terms of different things like that too. Um, I think definitely getting to the, in terms of healthy habits, I, I didn't really talk too much about tons of healthy habits in, in terms of my schedule, but definitely um, going to the gym, I've experimented with going to the gym early in the morning, first thing in the morning, or a little later in the morning. And it, it's really what works best for you. Like uh, two different routines, I kind of go in between. It's like, all right, I get up early in the morning and I go to the gym. Um, like drive to the gym, go work out. That's early in the morning. Like, at like 5.45, I'll get up and get to the gym by 7. Because yep. um, I usually go to the gym in Boston. Um, shout out to Equinox in Boston. They're, they're great there. It's definitely definitely a cool place in terms of the city. Um, I'll talk about something after in terms of another gym I checked out. But definitely go to the gym wherever your gym is, even if you work at a home. It, it's easier if you work at a home, too, because that's a big thing with now people that when the gyms are shut down, a lot of people transition to, okay, I'm just going to work at a home. Because yeah. it is a huge time saver. It is. That's a huge thing. All right. Yep. I just get up and I can go work out right away. No time, no lag. And it's, for me, it's like, I, I like going to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, seeing the people, being in the environment, because it's, it puts you more in an uncomfortable place. You get more comfortable if you're just in your home, doing Don't whatever you want, nobody's much. watching. Yep. Exactly. Um, and it's just, you, you grow more when you're in a little bit outside your comfort box. Um, I definitely noticed that. I mean, with the group exercises, like I said earlier, I didn't think I would like it. I love it. I wouldn't push myself as hard. And they're no. hard. And it's the best feeling when you leave. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that's done. I feel fantastic. I'm exhausted. But it's done, and I don't have to think about it. Yep. That's why I like to have those um, big things in the morning. You know, get up, have a smoothie, do the stretching, work out, and then come back, shower, do all the things I don't want to do uh, in my work day first get it out of the way and then then let the day happen and then wind down the day um, with a good meal and stretches at the end of the day and, and, and journaling as to how you felt and what you did during the day. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm, I, I'm all about communication into feelings and emotions and, um, you know, kind of changing patterns. You know, we all have patterns. We have had patterns that we've repeated since childhood and some just no longer support us because our lives have changed and we continue to have them. So my, one of my big things right now that I focus on is, you know, what patterns do I have that I don't like that no longer work for me that I think I could get rid of, um, or change. And, um, that, that's a whole nother podcast, but it's real, really interesting when you can, when you start to identify, um, limiting mostly limiting patterns because when things don't work anymore it's a limitation and those things are hard to change we have to change them with our subconscious yeah. you know our conscious brain only knows what we have done and our ego protects us and wants to keep us in comfortable places so you've got kind of the battle within right you know wanting to affect and make changes and having our minds work in a way that want to keep us in the same place because it's what we know so um, and we've talked about this in other podcasts and we'll continue to talk about it because I think it's so important and I also think it's so interesting to challenge ourselves to get out of those comfort zones and not just by forcing it, but by really feeling it. 
and sitting with it and understanding what it is that you feel and being aware of who you are, how you react instead of respond and start responding differently. And that changes so many things in our lives. It will change what you crave food-wise. Um, and once you start putting healthier people, environments, food, and exercise into your body, it changes your life. Absolutely. That was beautifully said. Um, I always want to end it there, but I'll say like, one thing I noticed too, definitely self-awareness is huge. We talk a lot about mm -hmm. that. It's like, I, I try so often just to like sit down and ask myself, okay, what does, what makes me happy? What do I actually want to do? Screw whatever you're doing. If, if it's a good exercise to do, if it's like, all right, you're in a career. And I like to speak mainly to like, it, I can speak to different groups of people in terms of like relatability, but I relate most to people that are around my age and have the same experiences. And cause I've only gone what, right. 24 totally, years totally in my normal. life. I can only relate to yes. 24 years. I can try to be like, it, all right, that's how it works when you're 30, you know what? but I'm not 30. And it wouldn't be credible. Exactly. That's it why I don't like talking about it. wouldn't be credible because you would only be preaching. You wouldn't be doing. Exactly. That's a big thing why I kind of took a step back in terms of um, my thought process in terms of goals and how I speak. Because I do like to, I talk, I like to talk a lot, but lately I've been, it, it might be a pro or a con, but I've tried to like hone back a little bit more because it's like I have a lot of goals and sure I, I've accomplished a good amount of goals that I've wanted to so far, but yep. I have a lot bigger goals. And it almost feels I know as you though, do. That's what I love about you. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, um, yeah, tell you all about the goals, you know them, but to the crowd listening to this right now, it's like, for me, it's like, I have a lot of bigger goals and sometimes it feels as though if you haven't achieved those goals, then you shouldn't really be one to talk in it, which is, it's true and it's not. So I, I definitely want to do a better job of just talking more to my experiences instead of like being like, Hey, like this is what you should do when you're in this position when you're not because a lot of people can read stuff and watch videos and think you know it and you might know you might know the answer i watched a video on that so i could know that but um i'm trying to do a better job of me personally being like okay like i have these bigger goals that's great i do want to accomplish them and i will accomplish them at some mm -hmm. point but i only want to speak when, when once i accomplish those then i can speak from that aspect and really position myself as okay here's because a lot of people talk about doing courses and like different things like that. And it's like these people that do gurus online do courses and they've never actually done any of those things. Right. But, and, and, and I know our time is running out, so this would be a great uh, podcast for another time, but I agree with what you're saying, but you can talk about the process because so many times people don't think they're, it's worth while or worth anything because they haven't achieved that end result. But how are you going to get there if you're not talking and, and, and express and, and, and experiencing the entire process? And people can learn from that. You can learn from that. You can surround yourself by people who are of like mind. And, and the getting from A to Z is an interesting journey that should be talked about and tracked. And then when you get to Z, then you can do your TED talks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then I can do that stuff. But I was doing the YouTube in terms of different things like that, like trying to speak to that in terms of experiences. But again, I'll probably get back into doing YouTube. I don't know if you've, anybody listening to this has ever seen my YouTube videos, but I stopped kind of doing that and just doing the podcast instead because mm -hmm. it's a form because I was like, I'm trying to figure out more of myself um, in terms of what route I want to go down in terms of like branding, in terms mm -hmm. of like who I want to be as a person. And I still have a lot to learn. Um, I do want to give one shout out because I didn't talk about in terms of uh, fitness, but and you talked about trainer. Um, 
is the trainer you're using your trainers on the cape right that person yeah. okay yeah so so it's not a conflict of interest but i want to give a <laughs> shout out to my trainer who uh has helped me so much we've been work we worked out together for this is over a year now um and he's just like becoming more of like a friend in terms of anything which no, is like great. i love to have it's like i need somebody as a trainer that pushes you mm-hmm. but but actually cares about your well-being is not there just to rip you off you're not just, a number exactly yeah. no it's great um so i want to give a big shout out to lewis naranjo if you want to check out lewis dm me or something i can i forget his actual instagram handle but he's, he's a great trainer can't recommend him enough we had a great conversation the other day about goals and in terms of that and he's just been someone that it's tough to find people that are actually in line with your vision yes. and goals and want to support and, you and actually shout out to everybody out there that's listening if you guys want to jump on board with costa and i and you know do healthy routines and get to you know check in weekly we're totally on board with that the more the merrier absolutely if you have any questions too i know we don't really um we kind of just have the conversation that's it we don't really talk about like how to get in contact with us too but definitely of course you can we talk about the instagram too and everything's linked in terms of the bio in terms of the the description to go to instagram or facebook and different things like that too but um what I'll do too is I'll link, you can get to our Instagrams too. Just, I think they're both just our names too. Yeah. Um, at Lisa Loveland. And then um, mine's just at Costa Hansis. I'll put something in the bio too, but if you ever have questions about different things too, the, the beauty of this podcast and why we started it too is like, although we're both in different age groups, we both have very similar outlooks on life and very similar routines and, and goals in terms of different things like that. So that's why it works. But again, at the same time, when we talk about it a lot of times too, it's like, still that we although we might think the same and have the same interests in certain things like that people are still going to relate to a different person of course absolutely absolutely whoever we're both at the same in terms of that but in terms of mentality and stuff like that but if you ever have any questions or need some support a big thing for me too is like having somebody that shares the same beliefs or is right needing to go out there and at least ask for help because you might feel as though especially for people my age it's like hey like a lot of people are going out and doing this and drinking you don't have to do it on your own yeah it's that group, it's that, um, you know, group thought, you know, a group consciousness. Yeah. It's a, it can be a, a bit toxic. So um, understand if you want to go and get healthy, give us a call. We're exactly. here for you. We're no nutritionists, but we'll, yeah. give you, we'll give you personal, <laughs> we'll give you personal experiences. We'll and fire you up. We'll give you the references so you can go. Uh, we're no doctors here, but we're just giving you advice from experience. And a lot of the times too, the doctors and the experiences and the science doesn't necessarily translate to your own routines and habits. It doesn't right. always work. It might tell you to, to do this, and but your body might do something else. So exactly. it depends on you as a person. But I think that's a wrap enough talking for the podcast. We're going on. All right. I think this is the longest podcast. I actually. think so. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining and we will be back next week. Thanks, guys.